all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But some people are just better at not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, perhaps, maybe, I can help other people like me get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Closure Optional. My guest this week is the very funny and talented Dusty Rich. He is a stand-up comedian, and uh, if you've ever been anywhere near Nobby's Beach on a Wednesday night, you probably know who I'm talking about without even realizing it. Dusty uh, is the MC for the Wednesday night-based comedy shows at uh, Nobby's Ark, or The Ark at Nobby's, or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves these days. And because he's there every single week, performing he can never and the same people show up he can never do material so dusty literally spends the entire night just talking shit out of his ass for an hour and it's so fucking funny he's so good at it it's it's amazing to watch so if you are ever around the gold coast on a wednesday night you got nothing to do well even if you have something to do cancel it and go and see dusty rich perform at um nobby's ark it's great it's free and it's fucking amazing to watch he um is around this week also because there's a bunch of comedy festivals going on the brisbane comedy festival was just last week and he had two different shows up there and uh he performed this week at the gold coast laughs festival so hopefully you guys got to go and see his shows he's pretty one of a kind um if you want to know more about Dusty, you can go to DustyRich.com. You can see when he's performing, and you can obviously, as I said, go and check him out at Nobby's Ark any Wednesday of the week, of the month, of the month. <laughs> There's only one Wednesday in a week. Um, this is a really cool conversation. Uh, I was amazed that I could get Dusty to sit still for an hour and talk to me, so that was very, I, I feel like that was a feat in itself. And we stayed mostly on track. We are talking a lot about uh, creativity, what gets in the way of making shit, of making something of yourself, working towards a goal, and a lot about how Dusty's history impacted his ability to do uh, what he's doing and how it actually changed and developed him into the person that he is. Uh, to say that he had a life of adversity is a fucking understatement. Dusty grew up in South Africa in the apartheid. I never know how to fucking say that right. Ap apartheid. You have to say it with a South African accent. Um, and he grew up, well, all the male figures in his life were on what we would clearly say now is the wrong side of that fight. And Dusty, being a young kid with a brain and a heart and emotions, had a look at what was going on around him and said, no, this is not the fucking right way to deal with this, people, and uh, had some pretty severe violent clashes with the men in his life and his family, and he only left South Africa at 16, well, he left his family at 16 and ended up going over to England to pursue a career in marketing and drugs <laughs> and then came back and became a stand-up comedian. So this is a very cool conversation about somebody who's lived a pretty hectic life. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy I hope you guys got to go out and see um, Dusty perform some comedy. And also, this is the last day of the Gold Coast Laughs Festival, so if you're interested in going to see some comedy, there are still shows on tonight, Sunday night, up at the Home of the Arts. So you just go to Gold Coast Laughs Festival um, on Instagram or Facebook or uh, Gold Coast Laughs at HOTA, 
H-O-T-A, and you'll be able to see the lineup for this Sunday. Thank you so much to everybody for listening, as always, and your messages last week and participating in my silly fucking gags. I love you. Please enjoy the conversation. Talk to you next time. It's the mixers from 1927. Oh. <laughs> they knew what they were doing back then. <laughs> oh, everything that I possess, uh, a bar a few things that I care for, yeah. have all been given to me by people that yeah. are nice to me. Yeah. What a <laughs> so fucking, fucking I'll take what a it, superpower. You know? Yeah. You know, I have the, that I many. would like a child. <laughs> <laughs> How nice are you? <laughs> that's something I've always struggled with, but that's through obvious um, historical experience through my family etc and leaving home early and blah 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 yeah all man. the quintessential psychological what happened with can what? you can you tell me about your childhood um it was um abrasive yeah fuck like, uh, man like uh, like 80 grit sandpaper <laughs> um it's uh what happened was i don't think that they were ready yeah which i don't think you ever are but, and then they decided how to fix this relationship was to have more of them. Jesus Christ. Or a situation. Because I have not fallen pregnant. And I have. Not personally, no. I have fucked. <laughs> I have fucked. <laughs> and I've never gotten a woman pregnant. Wow. But my parents seem to have fucking done it in a hot. Other, other, and I haven't tested it yet. I have the shittiest sperm somehow done like. <laughs> But I'm the oldest of my siblings and two of them that are possible to have children, as in they're adults, yeah. of the five of us, um, two of them have multiple children. Well, what the fuck? What's so wrong I with know, you? So there must be good uh, sperm yeah, flowing yeah. around um, and, 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 and um, fallopian tubes <laughs> in my sister and sperm in my brother. So, But I've just been smart about it and never mm. really come close to it. But then I, I can't understand what my parents did. It's like, how the fuck do you fix a marriage by having, you know, unprotected sex? Oh, man. Well, that's and common, and though. Again. That's, it's actually common. Like, that's like, a very normal like thing for people wife, to We're think not of. ready for kids. We're not yeah. grown up enough. We're not stable enough in our careers. We're not, And we're smart about that. And we say, okay, pro- put the pro- precautions in yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, shit, if there's any pee popping, that was the time for it to happen. <laughs> um, right. You know, and uh, so we, we put those things in place so that we don't have the kid unannounced, unplanned, and et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. it seems easy to me. So I don't know what the fuck they were doing back in the 80s. Jesus Christ. So anyway, so, so they had us and then they divorced when I was five. So they managed five years and pumped out two other siblings in that time. And then uh, shit just hit the uh, proverbial relationship fan yeah. um, over and over, which caused them to finally divorce. And then we were hidden away from my father because he was a violent man. Um, and uh, then she quickly, my mom needed another man. It just seems that she's done that her whole life, which is mm. ironic because she's one of the strongest people that I know that just mm. hasn't figured it out. Yeah. Right up until now in her late 50s, she still doesn't know. Um, and uh, like she doesn't know that she's strong. She doesn't know that she's strong. I'm the only one. Yeah, like man. you could do this. Like you, don't, I don't understand what you're doing. Is it just dick? Like what's the what's the thing that you need so much because you're you're so forceful and so um, independent, viciously independent when you're with them, but you can't seem to last a moment when you're without them, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, Out of it. Yeah, it was mind. It's a mind blow uh, over there, and um, so. I, uh, so we were moved around a lot between them. 
It was almost like they were like, okay, we had to go, fucking your turn now. Mm. And I've never stayed in one place for more than five years at a time my entire existence. You know, it's, I've never, schools, I've, I've been to like five different schools, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I was 16, got into a violent clash with my father and I was like, fuck this, I'm done. So he came back into your life? How did you? He... Well, we were with him at that stage. Oh, um, so you went to go and live with him. Yeah, we well, we, oh, didn't, we didn't have the option. We were just like, okay, you, you're, you're a child. No, you're with this adult for a bit. Um, Damn. Yeah, yeah. And then so we were with him until that, we were in Johannesburg at the time from Durban. And uh, I was a pretty good surfer for a kid, and uh, my father moved me away from that shit. And it was just, it was, it was, um, it was one of the first like, you know, uh, crimes against yeah. young me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And because uh, I wanted to do that it, back then, I mean, of course, I have zero regrets because half the time I wasn't in control of the regrets. But yeah. even through now, I'm, I'm super stoked with who I am now. So I'm like, that all worked out. Yeah, Whatever yeah. happened was supposed to. Up to this point, unless I murder someone tomorrow and then I'm like, ah, fuck, I see what happened there. <laughs> yeah, um, my dad. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, it's one of your uh, pieces you use for the media of why I murdered <laughs> and, you know, um, know. why why I done their murders. Um, I can't even fucking, I can't even kill a cockroach. I couldn't murder anyone. No. Um, although I could try, uh, fight everything. Anyway, so the, the moving around and then when I was 16, I was like, I'm done with this shit after a violent clash with my father. And then I was like, I'm on my own. And then from then I was just severely independent. Um, yeah, I, man. And it can be seen as a positive, but it was 100% a negative for me at that stage because I didn't know shit. Fuck. I didn't know anything. Where'd I you go? I, I went to stay with my girlfriend's uh, sister for a time because she was an adult. And uh, they kind of cared for me. Yeah. It didn't work out. It lasted a few months. And then it was like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Taking some teenage boy that was dating there. Yeah. Her Jesus sister type Christ. of thing. So it was a fuck up. And I look back on that and go, that was a bad plan. Um, and then uh, I went away from there and just lied about my age and got a, an apartment. Well, I went to, I stayed in a couple rooms in houses with some fucking creeps. <laughs> some fucking creeps. And uh, in the remember, city, uh, this was in no, this was the burbs of Johannesburg. Oh, wow. and um, I like people that wear dresses at night, <laughs> worse. <laughs> Stay with this creeps? one old gay dude, he was like, must have been in his like early to mid 70s, and he was dating a young black gay guy. And uh, it was the weirdest that place smelt what I can only describe now as. Gay sex, <laughs> you know, like if I, you know, there was the, the petroleum jelly in the air, you, you know. Um, oh my god! And of course, I was I wasn't born with a prejudice bone. Thank, thank yeah, goodness, because not. my dad's got all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't. I, I was never prejudiced towards anything like that. But it was just the creepiest sort of thing of this. It was. He must have been the young guy. Must have been un, under twenty, and was dating this seventy-year-old. And, you know, I don't know what the fuck the situation was there. But one night, <coughs> excuse me, one night I woke up and there was someone in my room. And then I was like, maybe I was seeing that shit. And then I woke up in the morning and all my shit was gone. Oh, and fuck. someone had robbed me. And, um, but like no breaking or anything. And the old man was like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, man, something fucking went wrong here. Yeah. So I left that place. 
off with nothing again. Yeah, yeah. Um, robbed everything. Like, uh, you know, I, I think I had a radio at the time and, you know, so clothing was stolen and shoes. And I was like, motherfucker, like. And then I went on and lived by myself with a friend for a bit and all sorts. I think, man, in like the two years remaining of high school, I must have stayed in like seven or eight different places. Did you go to school? Yeah. Yeah, I went to high school. Just finished high school. And then I didn't. Obviously, I won a scholarship uh, to, a, to an advertising school. But the scholarship was so – it wasn't the full price. It was like a, a fraction of the price, yeah. and I couldn't afford the rest. And I obviously had no credit history, and any credit history I did have at 18 or 19 when I finished, I didn't have a good credit rating because I was on my own and I lied about everything and overspent, yeah, yeah. and I don't know how to use shit, cell phones. <laughs> I fucked myself so badly. I went into so much debt in like two years. Um and just living on my own and like not having enough money for rent because I'd had to work off to school and shit. So it was like a, it was a mission to kind of stay in school and then do jobs and shit everywhere. And that's when I started working for the advertising studio. And that's when I got into drugs. And um, yeah, and then it just got even worse because drugs were fucking expensive back then. Um, and then I um, from that point, I f uh, went to some weird shit that they was calling for eight type personalities. Um, <coughs> and the promise was to work in the UK, a uh, working holiday visa. Okay. And uh, a, a guaranteed job. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I have nothing. I'm, wow. I'm out. And I went to this thing, ATAR personalities, did these tests and shit and all weird marketing type bullshit. And then the, uh, the final test that I did to get the job or to get the through the application process was uh, I had to act like a chicken in a nativity play. And I was about to get my head cut off as part of the meal. And I had to act like a chicken in distress. What the fuck? Right? And this is, this is the ultimate test for an ATAR personality. That Can you do that on the spot? Without thinking. I was the best fucking chicken they'd ever seen. <laughs> Without even thinking. I was like, fuck, fuck. Let's go, bro. <clears throat> so then, obviously, they were like, okay, good. This guy's, you know. He's in. Finally, we get into the country. Into, went straight to Scotland. And then we started the marketing training. And it was to sell gas and electricity door to door. Oh, so, they, so their gas and electricity systems in the UK, are, are, you know, they have multiple. In South Africa, we only have the one and it's nationalized. So it's government. Owned. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even know what the fuck an electricity <laughs> company was. And um, <laughs> so we had to go and sell this gas and electricity door to door. And that was my first introduction to the UK. It's just getting doors slammed on me every single fucking day. Jesus. And uh, trying to sell and try. And I got good at it, um, but it, like, didn't sit with me well because my gas and electricity supplier was often more expensive than the one yeah, that yeah. the person had. Mm. And then I would, you know. Manipulate them, yeah. Using charisma, using natural um, ability to speak, I would bully them off of their system. And sometimes it was old people. So it just didn't sit. Oh, it just yeah, it just didn't. It didn't work for me. Um, I, was, I was making good money. I was you know part of the top tier of the people, and then I was just like, I'm out. And they Heaps were like, of coke. Oh, just right at that stage, it was more speed. I was yeah, taking a lot okay. of speed in the UK, um, and ephedrine, pure ephedrine. Yeah, like it's just fucking was stupid. Used to go to these uh, warehouse parties in the UK. You been to the UK? Yeah. Just go to these warehouse where they had multiple floors, and on each floor was a different drug. And different music oh, to that drug. I've heard about this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you used to go to these things and they were secret parties and derelict warehouses. They weren't like fucking, they weren't yeah. banisters and shit or safety precautions or anything. It was just like somebody stealing electricity from down the road. <laughs> and then they would have multiple floors, different music. And each floor in the same 
sort of area near the stairwell was the the person who was selling the drugs, and they were often dressed according to the music and drug they were selling. <laughs> oh, that's right? so funny. So you would move up your level of um, narcotic industrialization, and so would the outfits of the person who was selling. Oh, which that's is so funny. What so did they funny. look like? So like you would, you know, your E would be like a hippie sort of, or your, what do you call it, MDMA, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, Molly, whatever the fuck you guys call it these days. <laughs> Was like sort of a hippie fun, and the music was more trancey, more chilled. Da, 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 and then you moved up the floor, and then the cocaine guy was in like a fucking suit type thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they planned this or or, or if it <laughs> well, was yeah, like an aesthetic of the party yeah. people type thing. But that was drum and bass, so like you would get cocaine and just drum and bass, which was fucking Fuck. intense. Yeah. And then your speed was also like a different kind of industrial sort of music, and the guy was like dressed like a. a like a Blade Runner type vibe. <laughs> and you just moved up and like uh, acid. Oh, there were so dudes good. on acid that were wearing like everything was multicolored on them, hats and everything. So each floor had a different like uh, party vibe to it. Yeah, okay. And then the final floor at the top didn't have a drug guy, um, but it was like, it was almost like you would, some people would use multiple floors into their bodies. And then at the top were just these weird fucking video projections. In like these rooms, like the whole room was like one like a video 60s projection. Remnants. Yeah, it was so. I, I mean, still to this day, I, I think did that f- floor exist? Yeah, you know, it was like that <laughs> yeah. fucked. That, yeah, by like, the time you got there, it's like, which is the weirdest thing is like close up of bodies, like super close up of bodies, and it would just and it was room, so multiple walls, and it would just be like rotating pictures of uh, and movements up the body and stuff like that. It was, it, it just. Amplified the effects of every drug that you were on by like tenfold. So it was just went to a few of those, got involved with the wrong people, um, got into a f- couple scuffles, got into a couple um, near near death experiences, and then I was like, man, I got to go. I got to leave the UK. What was that transition like from South Africa? Like, obviously, like where you come from, it's so fucking rough. I ju- yeah. And you like you got no fear, pretty much. Like you I could. Think that's the one thing I don't have. Is yeah. the, the one thing, and, and you know, as I said, I thank everything that's happened in my life for leading me to this point. Is that I am, uh, I am an adapter. Yeah, man. It's like no matter you what are, happens. I th- that is, a, and that's such a typical like phrase to use for you in watching yeah. your comedy too. Yeah. Like I think that's why you are so fucking talented at what you do because you just move. Move, yeah. Whatever the fuck is Rope happening, you, yeah. You are like an immediate flow state yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, and then just read, just read. Just read the body language, read where the laughs are coming and read what they're laughing at and then just start leading down that way. And yeah. that's from the adaptability of all those years of just never being in one place at one time. It yeah. just develops. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like the, I, I had this theory about you that like, and, it, and it's about fighters as well. I think there's a lot of crossover with fighters and with comics because you have to have something kind of fucking tweaked inside you yeah. to be able to put yourself through that much pain. And also... Um, the natural urges of not to do it. Yes. The fear. Yeah, you have to fight that you fear fight so that much yeah. to get in there. Like there's so much expectation on yeah. you to perform in a certain way. Yeah. And obviously... And you're doing you're, something that generally humans fear don't do. yeah. in terms of uh, it's going to happen. So it's the thought of you're going to fight. Yes. Right? When you get into a fight, it just, it's not it scary because it happens. Over, yeah. And when you get into like a banter with people at a, a barbecue or whatever, it's not scary because... You just flow into it. Yeah. But knowing that it's going to happen, oh, Jesus that's Christ, when the yeah. fear, 
that's when the that's when the people you know like w- what uh, people's biggest fear is public speaking. Yeah. Second is death. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but that, as you've seen, that's my most natural yeah. existence. My most natural existence is up there, the, 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 where I feel the best. That's why I've never. Everyone always asks, "Are you nervous?" You know, mm. I've never ever had any nervousness. I mean, a big gig or, or you're performing in front of someone important or whatever the case is, then fair enough. But otherwise, I just that I want to be there, so there's no fear. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And that's adaptability. And your anxiety comes in different ways. A hundred percent. Because you still have to have that. I think like in order to be the kind of person that's willing to push through that fear to get on stage, there has to be something that you're like that's unsettled inside you. You have to keep feeling. A hundred percent. That I need that. I need the stage. To, yeah. to to fight off of that general day-to-day anxiety, anxiety. which oh, happens fuck, yeah. just there in the natural world. Well, natural, <laughs> unnatural world. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that I, I literally require that like some sort of drug. It's just another drug, I suppose. Mm. But it, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny because it's authenticity. It's the auth- authenticity, the honesty, the I can say anything that I crave, which you would think that that shouldn't be a craving in the world. Mm. Like authenticity should be natural. Well, it should be natural. It should be our yeah. natural state of being. But, but fucking, it is not. It's not. We, we, it's society. You can't do it in society. Authenticity is almost. Um, what is it? It's, it's almost bad manners. Yeah. You know, to be all, all authentic. Well, this is an interesting thing. I've just been reading this great book, and I've been talking fucking nonstop about it. It's an old philosophy on. Uh, social programming essentially that turns into kind of these like pathological games that we play with ourselves. Um, And one of the things that he's talking about is that in an, in general, there's three ways of structuring our time. One's material programming, like doing an activity, like, okay, let's build a boat. Yeah. The second one is your social programming, which is all the shit we're talking about, your manners and all the yeah. stuff like the social norms and stuff. Yeah. Then underneath that, you have this individual programming that comes from your life experiences. Yeah. So, even if, when you get into that situation, that social norm situation where you're like, okay, I just have to do the normal people thing, yeah. that social, pro- the individual programming underneath it is what's driving that anxiety thing. Yes. So you've got this like filter of anxiety going on underneath it. Yes. No matter what happened in our social situation, we have this individual programming that is pulling us away from our authentic self. 100%. For, and, and so you've built this up, like the way I was kind of describing it, it's, it's, you know, it's like building up layers of a cocoon around you until you've got a bumper car and then yeah. you're just kind of smashing into shit. But what's fucking interesting about it is the goal of his therapy is to strip all that shit away and get you back to your authentic self. So what... what Could you exist as an authentic self? Exactly. But that's what I mean. Like every time that they've done this, like uh, in a philosophical experiment or through mindfulness or whatever the fuck, you can never escape yourself. No. Yourself is always in those situations. Like that great book, um, The Stranger... Kamu, yeah, yeah. and he he basically took this idea and was like, "All right, how do I how do I write a character that does nothing, no social programming? He is a hundred percent individual in the moment, yeah. and they hang him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like 100%. at the end, they execute him 100%. because you can't well, this survive. Is, this is the thing of the jester, yes. which is the uh, what the evolution of the comedian is like. We were the ones who were allowed to call the king a dickhead, mm-hmm. and we never got our heads cut off. It's like that's." Because we were the only ones who were allowed to live somewhere outside of the social norm. Yes. Um, some of us are getting taken down by the social society these days. But um. but you need that. <laughs> it's like your role in the society, to be a comedian, especially the type that you are, 
I think that is the same thing that's necessary as having a good mate that calls you on your shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every once in a while, you we do show something up a mirror stupid. to society and go, yes, you guys realize exactly you're doing you this shit? <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and we're not. And, and the thing is, that's why comedians are so good. Comedians are good at it because they're flawed themselves, yeah. which is like, yeah, he has a mirror, but I'm not exactly fucking the best thing behind the mirror. I'm mm. showing you a mirror of yourself, but don't worry. It's safe because I'm a fuck up. Yeah, I'm not yeah. some high, holier than thou showing you yourself. But um, you can actually measure, right? You can actually physically measure anxiety um, that you were talking about in terms of building up layers mm. uh, in, you know, alpha and beta waves that come out of your brain. Beta waves are these um, more jagged, faster, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of, okay. you know, and they're, uh, you know, not uniformed. You know, mm. and then alpha waves are more of your longer, uniformed, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you've heard all the things about alpha waves, leaf, alpha, yeah, beta, sure. blah, blah, blah. So there's this thing called 40 years of Zen that I've been reading about. And it's a procedure, right? It's a scientifically backed procedure that is supposed to give you 40 years of uh, experience in meditation in seven days. What the fuck? Right? How? So what they do is, and I've read up on multiple sources of this stuff, and it's not a secret, but it's not exactly, you know, because it, it seems airy-fairy. But if you yeah. look at the science behind it, it's easy, right? Because there's literal measure, measured success in it. So what they do is they pop a, a, a thing there, or your brain cap on you, a head cap, which measures, which is required to measure the waves, right? Mm. And um, you've got to wear this 10 hours a day. 10 hours a day for seven days, you have to stare at, watch films or, or um, listen to music that is beneficial to the alpha brain waves. Okay. So whatever that means to you, they'll, they'll go through specific pieces of music or they'll go through specific films or, and I don't mean films like fucking stuff you have to think in. I mean like moving pictures of pleasant yeah, yeah. things to your specific alpha brain waves. So if mine is like, yeah, I like the ocean. So then they'll show me images of the ocean and I like, uh, you know, classical music, you know, yeah, soft yeah. classical music. So they'll play that. Your uh, back of your brain was where most of your beta waves come from. That there is basically a way. The reason it's jagged is because it's constantly checking if you're in danger. Yeah. Right? It's constantly checking. Obviously, our perception of danger has changed from back in the day because we're like, oh, fuck, saber tooth tiger. Beta waves flicking off, going crazy. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. That's the whole point of them. That's what makes your um, adrenaline glands kick in. That's what makes all that kind of shit happen, right? And alpha waves are your relaxing, chilled, love, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So this music of moving pictures are supposed to make your brain waves and your brain becomes, enjoys them, right? And every millisecond, your beta waves are going off going, are we in danger? No. 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 Starts to build up the anxiety and that's where we get anxiety stress from. Which like I have to go to the grocery store. Exactly. Which <laughs> actually has been proven scientifically to call autoimmune diseases. So lots of autoimmune diseases are caused from anxiety-based stress. Yeah, okay. So this program that you're plugged into for 10 hours a day, seven days in total, basically... Every millisecond your brain checks to see if you're in danger, the audio or the visual goes off. Milliseconds, right? Okay. Because that's how fast your brain is reading the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then your beta waves panic and go, oh, no, no, switch that thing back on. And then it switches back on quickly, right? So it's, this is milliseconds. You, I don't know if it's even discernible to the R. I don't know. Um, so it's doing this and it's basically training your brain to stop checking if you're in danger. Wow. To chill out. 
and be like, dude, you're fine. You stop checking. And the beta waves start to lengthen. And the beta waves start to like chill out and they start to be so jaded and they stop checking. And basically, you get zen. What? You require a form of nirvana in, in seven days. These procedures like and, and Tony Robbins, uh, you know, all these top yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. they've all done them. They've all done the thing because it's expensive Fuck for me. shit, you know. Yeah. It's super expensive because – and you have to do it for seven days. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, so you have to take all that time it. off. So all that time. And disappear. apparently there's only three places in the world that do it, Canada, America, and Germany. And uh, But that makes sense too that like – like, cause I talk about it in the lead up to a fight when you know, like you were talking mm. about that fear before, mm. when we know that we have to fight you, I, I was just talking to a fighter about it today. It's like, there's a white noise mm. behind you. It's like the static, yeah. it's this level of static that just kind of exists inside yeah. your chest for the yeah. whole, you're just kind of like. Crispiness to the air. And yeah. Like yeah. So there's this like extra energy that your body, cause, and I'll be driving the car and my brain's just drifting and I'll immediately, I'll realize that I'm in a fight. With someone yeah, in yeah. my brain, you know, like I'm, I like twitch, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'll come to and be like, "Fuck, I'm driving yeah, a car. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. having a fight right now, but my brain thinks I am." So that's fucking amazing, like because that is exhausting. Like it's, by the end of the day, I am so tired well, because what, I've been fighting all day in my head. This is what I talk about, South Africans. So um, imagine how much extra energy you'd have to do good shit. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. exactly. And also, there's this, um, there's this theory that, and I mean, this is obviously not going to make any sense to you because you exercise like a motherfucker, right? But for me, I don't, all of that energy, all of that fear energy, and what does it cause? What is fear? Fight or flight? What is yeah. it? There's it fight, flight, community, and... Freeze. And freeze, I think mm. it is, right? So all of those things require energy. Some require more than others. Yeah. And the entire time, my body is in that anxiety building mode during the day. Yeah. And I build up all of that energy that goes nowhere. It goes <laughs> yeah. nowhere. I don't exercise. I don't run. I don't try and dispel it. I, there's, no, you know, there's no fight or flight. I don't do anything. And most people don't. So they yeah. build up all of that ang- anxious energy, and it's just inside them moving around the cells, causing autoimmune diseases, yeah, causing, no causing mutations, causing... Too much, and energy is like, you know, it's, it's as simple as going, I've been terrified that I need to go punch a fucking bag. Yeah. I've been terrified that I need to punch the pavement. There is, I, a, I mean, there is something to that, man. This feeling of just getting, like, when I make a fist mm. and hit something, mm. it's just a matter of, like, I can feel the inside of my hands again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not out here inside my head. Because, yeah. like, I had a moment the other day, like, I was laughing at you because you were saying that you were have anxiety about going to the grocery store yeah. and shit like that. Like, I, I am exactly the same. Like, yeah. the kind of, like, ah, no, nah, I can't do it today. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. But I had an... <laughs> I was in the gym and I teach the class. So I was uh, getting everyone to hit the bag before class started. And I hadn't exercised for a few days and I was just kind of feeling a little bit like, ah, what am I doing with my life? I go through the, like little yes. levels of this. And um, I was standing there watching everybody hit the bag. And then I suddenly was like overcome with panic that everyone had genitalia. <laughs> like it, like that, that's the yeah. kind of anxiety yeah. I get. It will come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting there, just my brain's doing it. normal things and looking yeah. at people. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't get rid of the th- idea that between everyone's legs, oh, was funny. it dick also, or not? Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I was like, I was starting to get choked up. I couldn't look at anyone, couldn't talk yeah. to anyone. I was like, fucking, how do I? It's, how incredible is that? Uh, and, and it's a very, very 
mental thought. Oh, it's, it's fucking a very, mental. I thought I was... But not only mental as in like crazy. I mean like mm. it's very mental, but it had a physical reaction. Oh, Your body yeah, yeah, yeah. physically reacted to the... Yeah, my brain created something in yeah, my body. in a big way. And, and that's, that's the, I think that's a perfect example of not dealing with... And I don't. I don't. 100% I don't. And I, I get that. Mm. Um, um, half the time it'll be like... Um, <laughs> it's funny. I also think... But I, I don't know if th- what this means about my sexuality. But I also like... I'm like, shit, everyone, th- that dude's got a dick. I know. Like, I wonder how it's sitting right now. <laughs> Like I wonder, you know what I mean? What would he look like if that dude was as natural as he was now just walking around with his dick out? Like, I know. You know, I can't think about the female thing because then I start getting um, blood, <laughs> blood moving in the wrong direction. But like, You're it, creepy at the I, grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But I mean, it's that. I get that. I get like a guy packing a shelf and... What is, is Willie like wagging about while he packs it? Or <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? Like and I get a, that because it's a weird. It's a weird. It's almost like your uh, body is going like fuck. I, I need to get rid of this anxiety. Here's an insane thought. Yeah. Deal with that. <laughs> deal, no, with that. deal with that. Yeah. Like you're too comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too relaxed right now. It's, Something it's has fasc- to freak it's you out. It's fascinating, and I, I, I mean, mm. I, I always worry about it. And I, I mean, I'm, I definitely don't do what I say. I just say, and I never do. Like, but I think that, um, and Rathi kind of touched on it a little bit while he was on stage tonight, where he was like, um, "I think essentially you have to work your ass off to kind of gain the favor of the crowd. You have to yeah. g- get to a point where you're like, I have to work." Oh, and you said it too. It was like, I have to work to make you laugh right now. Yeah. So that's, that is your working out. Like that takes a yes, lot of your yes, brain. You can't, yes. you can't just sit there and phone it in. Yes. I mean, it is a form of energy. It's a hundred percent form of energy. Yeah, because man. You're, you're, you're basically, you're, you're getting synapses to fire. Yeah. You're getting, you know, you're getting memories to filter. You're getting information that you've, uh, you know, maybe seen uh, 10 years ago that start to filter into a gag or, or whatever you require of a person type of thing. So that mm. is energy based. So you're right. And I think in two, because there's so much pressure on because people are watching, like I make videos for myself inside my shed mm. and doing that and then doing the live podcast we did a few weeks ago, I was like all of a sudden, holy fuck, there's a feedback here. Yeah. And I can't just rely on like hold, like I, every once in a while I'll make a video and I can feel myself doing something stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like I can yeah. feel myself being corny or feel yeah. my, and then I'm like, relax, relax, reset. Do another, do another take. Yeah. yeah. But there's, when you've got that immediate feedback loop and everyone's staring at you yeah. and then no one laughs when you expect them to laugh and they start digging that hole and fucking you got to crawl out of it, man. Yeah. I think that takes an, Im- an immense amount well, of I think like it's a, presence. Yeah. And it also the fearlessness. It's like, I think because yes. Rathi, I mean, you, I, I think you can, you know, any of us who start to, when we start to go down that hole, the audience can smell the fear. Yeah. And you're letting your fear hormones. You're letting it off and the audiences are picking it up and then it's becoming awkward because you just don't know. Whereas I think somehow I always survive. It's because there are no fear hormones. I don't care. Like I don't, like I'm not there. I'm not there for you to justify my existence. Uh, I'm there. I'm here to explore subjects humorously. And uh, I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know <laughs> when my brain's going to kick in and go, oh, here's a punchline. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know when that's going to happen. But at the same time, I don't fear. I mean, yeah, okay, fuck, if it got to like three to five minutes and there was nothing, I suppose I'd be like, okay, I'm fucking this shit up. Yeah. But thankfully. Have you ever bombed? Um, pieces have bombed. Okay. Pieces and, and gags and bits have bombed. But I, do, I've, I don't. 
I think I can't remember the last time I bombed like full show. Yeah. Like I can't remember. It's, it's it's hard to, for me to imagine. I've seen you at Nob. I mean, I've seen you at Nobby's a bunch, but even yeah. just seeing you in that big room, the theater, like in that yeah. big theater, yeah. I just can't imagine how you would. Yeah, I just I, you've I, got I, too much energy, man. And, and like, also, like, I think it's the thing of like, if a bit bombs, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Next yeah, one. you just move. Yeah, on. it's like it's not like I'm gonna I'm not gonna dwell on it. I mean, um, I've had gigs that I haven't been stoked with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, all in all. I, I, that's it's more of a self-judging thing than it is a audience judge because I, I can see their faces, I can see their reactions, they're enjoying it. Um, I know I'm not giving my best. I know I'm not like maybe maybe doing uh, stuff that uh, that I should have. Mm. Um, sometimes going too long. Sometimes uh, you know subject matter that I just can't get out of, even though I want to. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'll be talking about something grotesque, and I'd be like, "Just fucking leave it alone," and then another line would come out of my mouth, and I'd be like, "Are you kidding me? Like, let's fucking go on to something else." Um, so a lot of those kinds of things will happen, but generally, I, I think it's I've tried. Sometimes we used to do this thing where we're like, "Okay, we're gonna die on purpose tonight." Yeah, Back in yeah. South Africa, we're like, "We're gonna go on stage and die on purpose." It often turned out to be the funniest. Yes. Because it was just that you energy. Don't care. There yeah. was that nervous energy that was in it of like, oh, how's he gonna bomb? And then you would try and bomb by like being awkward or silent for long patches, and people would just start giggling yeah. because they could feel. I think people can, and that's what I love about stand up is because it's all about connection. And sometimes it happens verbally and non verbally and that's body a great language. point, man. Yeah, it's all about because connection. As soon as it becomes about the comic, you're right, man. They yeah. lose touch with it. Like, that's that's a fucking great point. I've never put my finger on it because I've watched that much stand-up and been like, this person felt like they were reading a script. Yes. You know, like what, that real yes. insecurity when somebody just memorizes their act and yes. then says it. Yeah. You're right. It, there's just no connection. And then, you you know, there's different genres of comedy, as mm. in music, as in fighting, as in yeah, there's, yeah. there's different styles, you know, there's different, there's lots of different... Uh, ways you could do everything. So you see these guys, you, maybe they're well written. So they, you know, it comes out a bit more, um, mm. a bit more practiced, a bit more versed. It's a genre, you know, it's like classical music yeah, versus yeah. jazz versus punk rock versus, you know, it's all, it's all like genres. So it's not necessarily, I hate when people go, oh, that guy was bad. He's like, what the f- what it's it's one man's bad as another man. There was a guy uh, by the bar. That I was laughing with them. A little bit of me was laughing because I, I know what Rathi was doing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I can see behind I the curtain. I was crying at one point because. Yeah, I, I could see behind the curtain <laughs> of how he was like just rope a doping and trying to like, you know, ease, ease yeah. out the thing. Then a laugh would happen. He would be like, oh, cool, I got him. Yeah. And then they would go away again. And it's like, <laughs> son of a. You know, and there was this guy next to me that was laughing his ass off and uh, thought Rathi was the funniest thing and yeah. that's what it's like yeah okay the predominantly the audience but one man's trash is another man's treasure and one man's treasure is another man's trash yeah. you can't it's a subjective art form but there is I think something very tangible and I think it's in artwork as well hmm. when you can tell that somebody's making some shit to it's in everything man yeah. it's in everything when yeah. something is about the self promotion yeah. or about uh, trying to gain something or trying to say a something that's yeah. bigger than the thing it's like no 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 you, you've lost connection yeah. 100% man in my 
in my experience, the better connected I can be to the thing that I'm making. Yeah. Like if I'm looking down at my pen and I'm feeling every line, yeah. the, I trust that the drawing will happen. Exactly. And I, I have got a, I've got sketchbooks, like fucking cupboards full of sketchbooks full of shit. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I think that's, every five pages, there's one drawing that's kind of that's okay. It. And now I, I think what uh, another factor in the way I do things is that I never have the final image. I never, I never oh. know what it's going to be. Yeah, that's what these so are. So why, so why freak out about what you're doing? And that's the thing wow. with comedy as well. Is I don't know what the show's going to be. I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know who's going to see it. I don't know what, what they're going to feel. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a perceived, and that, you know, with a lot of written comics, yeah. that can be a little bit of trouble because they're like, oh, this is what it's going to end up like. Yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. doesn't, and that's when you have a bad set. But for me, I don't know. Yeah. So why am I fearing if a bit does? Yeah, because it, so th- it doesn't matter. Why am I fearing if a line went wrong? Mm. It's part of the evolution of this piece. You know, that line's wrong. Next one afterwards is going to be closer to that, which means it's right. Yeah. And so on and so forth. And that color and et cetera, et cetera. Do you ever feel like you're going to, you like, when, because you're <coughs> ripping pretty much constantly, and especially at Nobbies and stuff, like you yeah. come up with things. I have to. Everyone keeps coming back. Yeah, because everyone's there every week. You yeah. can never go into material. Imagine if I did that. Like, oh, God. People would be like, bro, we, we heard, heard this seven weeks ago. <laughs> we hear you say the same <laughs> yeah. things every night. Seven weeks ago. You're like, fuck, dude, you got great memory. Fuck. <laughs> I know. And isn't that funny, too? Because even like in normal people's social environments, you say a joke twice and everyone's like, yeah. shut the yeah. fuck up. Now, imagine, that's why I talk about I wish I was a rock star. Yeah, because you just Cause play I just that play the anthem. <laughs> I just play the anthem. Everyone loses their shit over. If I do the same joke twice, everyone's like, you, you suck, you hack. <laughs> yeah, what the I fuck is a great joke? <laughs> yeah. Because that, and that's the funny thing about comedy is it's like, it's, it's like, it's like magic. It is. Once man. you see the trick, the trick's not impressive anymore. Yeah, it's boring. You know? Move if on. it's the same trick per se. I mean, if you do a card trick and it's a different card, you're like, holy fuck. But yeah. I mean, if it's a trick, you see the trick and it's done. Yeah, man. Especially the way I do things. Because even if it is material, I always wanted to come across as that I'm here with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going like, oh, I wrote this for a different feeling. I'm here with you. This is the thing I'm talking about now. And this is the reason I'm talking about it now. Yeah. So it is important to write ideas. And, and that's why I guess what I was going to ask was like, do you ever feel gutted after the show's over? Like, fuck, what was that thing I said? Yeah, that was all amazing. The time. Because the there are so many times where you'll come up with something so surprising and yeah. everyone's just dying, and then yeah, afterwards, that sperm thing tonight made me laugh so much with the the different the different forms of sperm <laughs> when it first comes out, where yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. a little bit liquidy and then it dries up. That was so funny to me. That was so funny. I know it's a stupid dick joke in its essence, but it was just very funny to me. And like, I, I, I like that, so I was like, oh fuck, remember that? Yeah, and then maybe right down. Ninety five percent of my material has been written on stage. Ninety-five. Yeah. I had maybe Rad. I had I wrote my first three minutes of material. The mm. first one was a rape joke. My very first gag. Oh God, what yeah. was it? It's uh, it's funny because it's well, you'll see. I said uh, <laughs> I'm so poor right now. You know, I was thinking of turning to crime. I don't know which crime to choose though. So I'm thinking of starting with rape. Lose the audience, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, the only problem is I have a fear of rejection. So I don't know how that's gonna work. Come here, bitch. No, sorry. Have a good night. <laughs> So it's, it, it, yes, it's a rape joke and all rape jokes are bad, Yeah. but there's, 
underlying there is it's actually I'm just a loser. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah, the joke type it. of thing. So yeah. and it used to get such big laughs from Fuck. the tiny little pubs that I was doing. Yeah. Now, if I did that on stage nowadays or whatever at the bigger audiences, people would be like, get the fuck out. Because yeah, they hear yeah. rape and they don't hear anything else. Yeah. They hear man. that it's actually not a rape joke. It's a joke about insecurity. But yeah. it's using such a violent thing to juxtapo- juxtapose the, the insecurity. So this seemingly... So, yeah. So that was my... At the beginning, wrote a couple jokes. Mostly sex. I haven't changed one bit. Mm-hmm. And um, then everything. Everything was written on stage. Everything was written because of ad-lib moments. Because of like just stream of consciousness and then it started to intertwine into each other and it became a joke. And then I was like, that's fucking funny. Remember it afterwards, write it down or something that was so good that it just stayed with me. And then I kept evolving Mm. into Mm. thing. And now I have like, I reckon I could build out maybe at this point, 10 years and two and a half hours of material, material, written, written material. Have you done any specials like recorded Trying to record yeah, your I've done hours. A, I've done a Comedy Central special in South Africa. Oh, cool. uh, it was called uh, Dusty Rich Live at Parker's. Um, and uh, that was like our comedy club, Parker's Comedy oh, Club. Oh, okay. And um, so that's, that's, that's actually, it's almost two hours because the one hour we filmed, which was released separately, and then there was another hour that was with two feature acts. So oh, it was cool. like... Um, it was kind of like I was hosting the two feature acts. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. I did a bit in the front, a bit in the middle, and then a bit at the end. So it was like, it was maybe maybe one and a half hours. So it was two different features, two different, it's comedy, uh, what's it? Comedy Central presents Live at Parker's, Dusty Rich, and Comedy Central presents Live at Parker's episode, whatever. Whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was. And when you film a special, you... I, is it pretty common practice to film it a, over a couple nights and then cut not, the best bits not together? This or just, one. Not in Straight South up. Africa. <laughs> I don't have the budget for that. Um, but I will do that. So did you go back to South Africa after you left England then? Yeah, straight back. That's why I stopped drugs because I left that winter. And oh, I to, see. So that, and then you that's went back the de- to South yeah, Africa. That's when Fuck. I stopped doing drugs. That, and I've never done drugs since. Um, wow. Apart from shrooms. But they're, I mean, no, we can not, hardly call not that a drug. A drug. No. Um, it's not a pharmaceutical person. It's a connection to God. Yes, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the way of getting in touch with our true selves. <laughs> um, I, I had a little bit of drugs left on my flight back. Well, not on my flight, but before my flight. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm taking this on a plane. It was right after that 2001 sort of terrorist shit. So planes, oh, became, Jesus, yeah. you know, planes became like fucking crazy scary and whatever. So I was like, there's no way I'm taking this on. So I did it. And then I got on the plane 11 hours <laughs> and I was a smoker at the time. So I'm coming down, I'm dying for a cigarette because that's all you do on coke. You just smoke cigarettes and talk shit. Yes, definitely. And uh, I got none of that. And I'm coming down on an airplane and uh, I step out of that plane into South African summer from British winter. I think I still had my coat on like a fucking idiot or something. Oh my God. And that heat hit me and it made me sick, bed sick, bedridden for like two weeks. Jesus. And I was like, nah, never again. Not touching a fucking drug because I don't want to come down. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I don't like drugs. You know, I am exactly the yeah. same. I just don't want to. I don't ever want to come down. If they well, can figure out that shit, then I'm back on. Yeah, <laughs> back after. <laughs> I'm back on. <laughs> but yeah, I just. And also, I, a, a, a weird thing happened to me after that. I started realizing that I'm able to. I'm able to get my mind to the high. I'm able to get my mind to that um, specifically the cocaine confidence. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm able to get my mind there because. 
Salvador Dali said it best. I don't do drugs. I am drugs. Yeah. And I think, I, I think I'm able to get my mind. Most question I get asked in comedy is, what are you on? Yeah, I bet. Most question. Yeah. Biggest question I get was, what are you on? And I'm like, fucking high and laugh, baby. Dusty rich, yeah. obviously. Just high and laugh. Everything's great. You ever, you ever <laughs> schnaffed a butterfly? <laughs> well, but do you know, there is some, there is definitely some truth in that because there are people that say that they take like, uh, like MDMA, for example, is a good one. MDMA in theory and in um, psychoanalytic theory anyways, is that it's supposed to get you past all of your bullshit, yeah. your programming, your stories yeah. and your mistrust, you know, all the shit. That's that why you're... they're using it with PTSD at this point. Yes. Yeah. PTSD and also for couples therapy is how it originally started. Oh, shit. I'd because... love to use that with couples therapy. Oh, God. Right. Because it t- it strips all the shit, it's all the hug. judgmental, yeah, horrible shit mm. in your head and you just look at that person and you go, fuck, I love you. Yeah. It's hard wow. for a fortnight. <laughs> Yeah. I Are don't you thirsty? Ever... It's been four days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thirsty. I have the sustenance of your love. Um, yeah, I... But yeah, so like, Makes sense. So the theory is the more you kind of get to that state, then you can feel a little bit more trusting and comfortable yes. in your everyday life. Yes. You can start to... Like once you can recognize love because you can get it through MDMA, then you may be more tuned to recognize love in a normal in other, Yeah, fuck. So maybe your extreme... Drug experience has in England caused me to, to gain recognize that, it. Well, the, the cocaine version of that rather yeah. than the MDMA version of it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that's I mean, possible. I mean, that, but that's the point of pharmaceuticals, aren't they? The, pom- the point of pharmaceuticals is to get you to a, um, to get you to a uh, manufactured yes. point of health, consciousness, et cetera, et cetera. So I imagine that's the same as the 40 years of Zen thing. Yeah, it's man. Just, that switches off a certain well, wave. And having that much extra energy, like the, the, that's always, when I'm lacking creativity, it's always because there's two reasons. I'm either tired or I feel like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm judging myself yeah. so bad that I'm like, I can't fucking draw. What an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Why did I think I could do that? Yeah. Or the second thing None is like. None of us can. Even no. the greatest in the world. We all look upon someone else and go. Yeah, someone else is always mm, better, right? Yeah. And, and with and Instagram, once you understand that, you can just oh, exactly Instagram. It's just like I'll be like, oh, this is a cool idea, and then I'll go and like have a look at artists me, that are yeah, doing it, it and then I'm a, like, nah. I'm it took a me a long time even to post. Me, me too, man. Because I was like, man, this fucking this embarrassing uh, geniuses out there. Yeah, but I then. Know. There's also fuckheads out there. Like, what are you fucking doing? Do you know that you put I put that on as art? <laughs> Fuck you. Piece of untalented shit. So I'm like, I'm better than them. Yeah, at least I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, of I'm better than them. I'm not a you complete know? fuck. Yeah. Look at this. If anyone says, that's not great work. I was like, yeah, look at this cunt. <laughs> I'm fucking Just genius compared. It. Just yeah. deflect the pain. Uh, yeah. I don't want to feel this yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that's the thing we must always think of is like, there's always something better than you. And then you go, okay, but yeah, I've been voted as the toppest of the top. You're like, okay, but then what about the celestial bodies? Yeah, yeah. What about the gods? What about the things? You know, what about There's the shit we don't know? There's always be someone you better. Know? That's the beautiful, humbling thing about actually surfing. Are you familiar with yeah. this? Surfing and fighting, I think, are and probably comedy actually fill in that category. Is like they're so fucking humbling big there time and they're always they're grounding something that will fuck you they're, up they're grounding yeah you can be grounded and pounded <laughs> there in the fighting scene and if you've ever faced a six foot foamy 
You know, Jesus. you got to duck dive this fucking thing because the waves are just there. Yeah. yeah, that thing will eat you. You're up a up. fucking peon. Yeah, and, and then you even think be in the ocean. you think something's hilarious, and you fucking you've you've yeah. constructed every syllable, <laughs> and you've you've placed everything like some sort of you know Van Gogh of comedy, and you're like everything is in order, and yeah. you say it on stage, and people are like nah, <laughs> and you're like fuck, what the fuck happened? So yeah. Where am I? Yeah, exactly. Why do I do this? Someone is anyone got a blade? <laughs> Stick it in my heart. Um, oh, but that's it. Yeah, it's, they're all incredibly humbling exercises. But I think it's so important, man. I wish more fucking people would do it because I people agree. out there are like, 100%. I am the best, and you're like, you oh. are a piece of shit. You oh. are a, you know, that Fight Club's my favorite film. Yeah. It's my favorite film because of that uh, speech. You are not a unique snowflake. You are the scum of the earth, and that's not a negative thing. No. I know people hear it and go like, oh, how dare you say that? My mum put my pictures up on the fridge my whole childhood. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not a it's – a, it's a humbling thing to, yeah. to experience and go, okay, fuck, I'm, I'm not you – know, I do this thing called Brain Grenade. And Brain yeah. Grenade is a show where you write down – people write down shit on a card on a piece of paper and then my producer puts them into the laptop and then they appear behind me and I've got to do the comedy on whatever appears behind me. And this is – I did it at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, did it over like four, four of them over the last week. And every night, the same shit, the same suggestions. Really? And I'm like, people are the same. Wow. People are – that's why marketing do works. Think, that's why – Do you think – like can you, can you group people into the categories based on what their suggestions are? Like, like could you yeah, get like people. stereotypical – like best based on hecklers, you know, the style of people if you've that you seen, get in the if crowd? If you've seen me do comedy, you, you see I've got a knack for almost picking what people are. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if I, I'll start making fun of them in a certain way and – and it's almost like I don't know if it's going to go correctly and then I'll ask them what they do or whatever and then it's 100% leading down where what I was saying anyway. Yeah. It's, I can almost, and I don't know if it's like some fucking, I'd love it to be tested one day to see if it's actually legitimate, but I can almost pick people into groups just by sheer miniature movements, mm-hmm. miniature eye flicks or nose nods or yeah, stretches or, or whatever. I can almost pick people. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I think it was just trying to read my father's moods and uh, read what was happening. Maybe it was an early development thing about yeah, it. Yeah, like survival trying to, type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm just like the way they sit, the way they're sitting, communicating, the way they order the way the level, wow. the volume of their voice, the the cadence, the yeah. uh, the confidence, the lack of confidence. I can. It's uh, how many times in my career I've gone. I bet you're a, and they have been. <laughs> yeah, like it's wow. been. It's almost been creepy. And I think I've always said I would have been a fucking great detective, because and also we laugh. But me and my wife laugh about it because she's the exact opposite. She can't read shit. She can't read social <laughs> cues. She can't read. She, I, I like often I've done a painting and it'll be on the wall where she comes in from work and she, can't see and she just walks straight past it. And it's a fuck of big painting. Be like, what the fuck? What do I do this for? You know, you didn't even, you know, Love like, me. And, and I'll clean or I'll um, do something or whatever. And it's obviously different. And she, she doesn't notice because she's, and again, she has a different intelligence. She has a remarkable um, learned intelligence or a remarkable um education-based intelligence you know yeah, or, uh, yeah. she's incredible that way um she does these spreadsheets that are kilometers long that i look at the top line and i'm like ah i fucking can't um, <laughs> no thanks um but 
So I think everyone is developed in a different way. But yeah, I definitely, I think that's why I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Is because even that audience, right, which is mostly in the dark at the gala on Sunday, but predominantly at the dark, but I watched a lot of the other acts. And as I came out, I could see people that I could see in the front row, how they were sitting, what mood they were in. Mm -hmm. And then I started delivering the lines and I would get feedback from the lines in minuscule versions. If I accentuate that word, if I accentuate that syllable, does it get a little giggle? If I move this way or do I, if I say it on this leg or if I flick my wrist when I say it, bintang singlet in the wardrobe, yeah, in the wardrobe, <laughs> does it get... Is it getting the laugh? And then I start going, okay, they're laughing on the notes, that thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously not sitting there going... Like conscious of it. Conscious of it. It's no, just no, yours. No. Of, yeah. And then I, like, I try and break it down to go like, why'd they enjoy that? Why, what was the thing they enjoyed about it? You know, And then start to break it down like that. And then I'm wow. busy breaking it down in that subconscious thing. And then it's sending messages to my prefrontal cortex going, okay, do more of this. They're loving this. Do more of this. Do more of this. And then I'll just go... <laughs> and then just start... <laughs> Accentuating those things that my the back of my brain saying works, yeah. and then just keep going down that route, and then it starts to become obviously coupled with language, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and that kind of thing. Wow, and man. So yeah, I think it's just a micro. Pro that's man. So I look at brains and shit. Like these people who are like, oh no, we must eat organic. And I'm like, what about these scientists, dude? These fucking scientists created this beautiful fucking 64 inch diameter orange for us and you want to go eat this little fucking puffball from an organic <laughs> you know like my like I, we're such victims sometimes and going like oh what the scientists have. i mean um, i just i find the brain human brain and the human body to be these miraculous that's why wow. i've just i can't get on board with them war and murder and stuff is because yeah oh, maybe Jesus. the guy was a fuckhead maybe he was a fuckhead but what if you gave birth to the next what you know, like the brain and the body is—you don't know, type of thing. So, well, and all of that shit, man. All of our perceived notions about other people, things, this, that—all—all uh, it is—is is just shit that we're not dealing with. Yeah, which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah, like the and it's it's become this really like new age common speak, yeah. like. You know, you believe in yourself, you'd be yeah, anything, whatever. Speak your the, truth. Yeah, what, mm. whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Like, nobody actually, like, it's luckily for all of us, I think it's becoming more common knowledge that we are the least common denominator. Yes. Myself, my head is yes. the least common. It's not anybody else to blame, none of that shit. Yeah. I'm creating what's going on around me, not because yeah. I'm manifesting God, yeah. but because. I look at the world through my own filtered perceptions, and if I decide I'm a piece of shit, I'm going to feel like a piece That's of shit. It. If I decide that I'm incapable, if I decide he's a racist, then he's a yeah. racist. If, if, a I wave, decide, if a wave pushes me, I move. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And until you get to a point where something breaks inside you, that you or have you to... break it. Or, or yeah. You learn how to. You learn that. how to break through it, that, that you become the present column yeah. in amongst... This the waves around you, you know, that, like this. That what that's what this thing is that's tattooed on my arm yeah. is. It's a Buddhist chant, and I'm not I'm not Buddhist by any means, but the, I am. the <laughs> point of the chant is um, you in the school of Chogyam Trumpa. You in yeah. the lady, yeah. the lady touching school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just found that out. I didn't realize that that's a real thing. I didn't know that was real until you said it, and then my brain put it together. Like, oh, should I read something about it? <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just read a new article recently that his son, uh, Chogan, uh, what's he called? Something. Chad. Something. Rimpa- Chad Rimpache. Some, some fucking piece of shit name. He's in America raping ladies all over again. Oh, wow. They, yeah, they just had to get him out of the ashram because he's a fucking shit. toucher. Touchy feeler. Anyways, so there's this the George Pell of um, <laughs> the George Pell of Buddhism, Buddhism, whatever their school of thought is. But this, um, the idea of this whole thing is, it's four words that you say together that remind you to stay in the center. Yeah. So the winds of change happen all around you all the time, and your your only thing that you can do is just remain focused yeah. on this thing that's in front of you. That's it. All the shit that's coming, life changes, things change. Trees come and go, wind yeah. comes and goes, and you have to just be sitting there and be present. Yeah. So I get accused of that a lot. Um, I say accused because it's it, it, for me sometimes it's a problem um, to change too much. I'm I'm completely present. Yeah. Um, and I, I sometimes it's bad because I don't normally act with foresight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes it can point. be in the other direction or mm. I don't necessarily learn from my mistakes because mm. I'm just like, fucking whatever, hungry, eat, horny, yeah. fuck. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't, um, you know, creative paint, fucking, you know, speed. You know, when you know, well, and that makes it makes perfect sense why you would be attracted to somebody that is structured the way your wife is. Yeah, I mean, because in a way, you kind of have become too ha- whole. We has. talk. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I'm balloon. She's the rock. Yeah, yeah, it's, man. You know, it's comedian and the accountant. So <laughs> I'm writing a book, comedian and the accountant, how to love. <laughs> keep a keep a look out for it in your local bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it's when you are a retrospectors, you know. So it's, mm. it's an easy it's an easy scope to look through, but it's all it, we're all defined by our, we're all we're all carved from our um, from our environmental past and our, our, yeah, our the changes that have been made in us. But we can decide where that sculpture sits. We can decide. Yeah, and, and the it. way that you've kind of built out of that. I mean, like having. It, I hope this is just the beginning, though. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Well, it is. I mean, this is the evolution of life. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, fuck. I talk about this all the time, but three years ago, I had no idea you existed. Yeah. I I didn't exist to you. Yeah. I was not, I did not exist. I had no existence. Fuck, that's a mad thought. No matter what the fuck was happening to me, no matter what I was going through, no matter what you were going through, you did not exist. Right. For all intents and purposes. Do you know your neighbor? No. They do not exist. Just there. Do you Just know what? There. Do you a know another one of my? Away. <laughs> another one of my insane fucking anxieties that come out of nowhere yeah. is I'll be sitting at the traffic lights and I'll be realizing that all these people are driving past me in close enough that I could reach out my car window and touch them and yeah. I'll never know them. They don't exist. I, they don't exist. They are exist. They, they might as well be n- yes. Neptunians. Yeah. They do not exist, and that's that's the fascinating part about the snowflake syndrome. Yeah. Is like you're not special. You're not special. And that's okay. Right. You know, people often get say say, um, oh, I got stuck in traffic. No, you didn't. You are traffic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like people are just we're just so precious. Oh fuck. We're just so know. precious. Like this thing about like climate change and stuff like that and um human caused climate change. Which obviously I believe in. You've got to be a fucking idiot not to believe in it. Mm. 
but to a degree of I think we're too precious that we think this world gives a fuck about us. Right. This it's going to do it away with us. Steamroll us. It will steamroll us. It steamrolled everything else. Yeah. Only thing is going to be about cockroaches, you know, scuttling through our skulls, <laughs> out of orbital bone, you know, f- fucking another cockroach on the on the bridge of our where our cartilage used to be, <laughs> and we're like, "Ooh, we're so precious! Look at this thing I built!" And like, it's not going to be here. Look that's, at my Instagram that's selfie. That's it. That's it. So and go fuck yourself. And the only thing you can do, and that's what you said, and that's what the prayer mm. that you've uh, made permanently on your body is that. You can only, the only thing you can do is be here and now. Yes. Because the, the, you know, what do they say? The fundamentals of life, the Buddhists, um, what are the, is, is, is birth, sickness, age, and death. Yeah. That's it. We That's all get all born, is. we all get sick, we all age, and we all die. Mm. Those are the only things you can count on. So you might as well fucking just chill. Just chill while you're in it. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing is like under, understanding how to make progress while you're in the immediate present yeah. is a confusing balance to make. Yeah. I think I it's get, also an easy way to get addicted to drugs. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, man, I only got yeah, one well, existence, dude. Yeah, and well, there's that hedonistic side of it too, which I think, I think being present, and this has gotten mangled in yeah. our modern culture because it's all about hedonism and free yeah. expression and yeah. I just am going to be me and yeah. I'm going to be... Because I'm a snowflake and I deserve to be me. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. No. Opinions, for instance. Yeah. Opinions are the fucking worst. <laughs> Opinions are the worst thing I've ever heard of. I have an opinion on this thing. Shut the fuck. No one gives a fuck. Oh, God. I have an opinion? This is my new, my new thing. I, I... Fuck. Why do people get in their car... And record themselves having an idea that everyone's already had. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what the but like fuck? on their phone or whatever? Yeah, they, they're just okay, sitting. Okay, so I'm thinking about the search engine. Right? <laughs> so you tap in, tell me you're looking for. <laughs> no, then- it's more insipid than that. It's like the thing where they go, like this guy, the, I actually end, I ended up going to make my own video in my car because I was so mad about it. Yeah. Because I was sitting here procrastinating, looking at an Instagram. Yeah. And somebody started following me, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll check them out, see what they're up to. And he just had a video of him, seatbelt on, in his car, like waiting in traffic possibly, or waiting for his kids fucking picking someone mm. up, whatever. Obviously doing something that's not important. And then he sits there on his phone, and he's like... Hey guys, just checking in. Just wanted to like yeah. let you know that like it's really important to fail sometimes, and like <sighs> it's cool. It's not a bad thing if you fail, cause like you're gonna Your get better. Like a, it's <laughs> like a part a, of life. <laughs> yeah. You know, if then, you believe in yourself, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can you can do great things. And you then, know, just like Hitler. <laughs> Hitler and, believed in himself. And look what he's done. Yeah. And it's just, you know what I mean? It was just the most obvious, stupidest shit I've ever heard. And I, and I, it's but that not. Guy, yeah, but that guy's, that guy's non, if that guy, and this is the other thing that I'm, I possess, self-awareness. Mm. Right. To a fault. Right. Because I struggle to even be uh, self-promoting. Right. Because yeah, I'm, fuck I'm yeah. self-aware. Mm. I'm self-aware of what it sounds like and what it feels like and it's what i heard. as fuck, man. That's it. So that guy has no self-awareness. And those mm. are the people that vote, by the way. Oh, those are the people that vote. I know. And the trouble is like, and, and it sounds like I'm sitting here just being a cunt, but it's not, I don't mean it. I don't mean it in the way like, oh, that guy's a fucking dickhead and I know better. It's just this lack of self-awareness yeah. and this, this like 
this feeling of self-importance that like my thingy things are more important than yeah. your thingy things. Yeah. Like and here we sit making a podcast. You better listen, cunts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <pay laughs> but this is the be- but this is the beauty is because we can make a joke like that because we're self-aware. Right. Like yeah. that guy couldn't make that joke. Because well, he was serious when he was saying that shit, mm-hmm. right? He was like, I'm dead serious about this, guys. You've got to be okay with failing. Yeah. I'm dead serious, guys. Look at me, guys. Yeah, where I'd be like, guys, uh, it's important that you... I just wanted to drop a message for everyone and tell you that it's important that you must be okay with failing. Um, this is my driving instructor. His <laughs> name is Harold. Harold, how did I do? You failed. I'm fine with that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... You're making uh, uh, you're self aware, so you're making a gag about oh guys, it's so important to fail. You right, need to know yeah. that, guys. You need to, and then pretend you crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. guys, it's so important to fail unless it's an AIDS test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just came from man, positive. I mean, negative. I don't know how it works. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's making fun of that because we're self aware, and that's the same thing about like you know making a joke about a podcast or making a joke about. My opinion matters, or making a joke about guys. This is what you should believe in. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah, I get you all shouldn't believe in it. I right. get that, and so I can make a joke about it. And that's my that's constant clashes with my wife. And I always talk about my wife because I told you I'm a lone wolf, and she's the only fucking person I hang around with. Yeah, and um, we all clash all the time because I'm like, babe, I'm not, I'm not a philosopher. Don't listen to what I just said. I was bullshitting. <laughs> I'm not your fucking council member. I'm not your you know, I'm just, I'm saying shit like it's, it's, I'm burping. Oh, God. You know, I don't worry about there it. There was, uh, fucking, there's this amazing podcast I listened to. Uh, this lady is called, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name. She's an Irish lady called Bernadette Devlin McCluskey. Okay, that's uh, fair enough that you mispronounce that. That's too, hey, hey, Bernadette, too, <laughs> too much name. <laughs> you know how, you know how that's your name? Let's halve that shit. Okay, you've got too much name. She is a civil rights activist from Ireland. I'll take it from, back. She sounds nuts. <laughs> from the 60s. And she was there on Bloody Sunday. Oh, she was shit. like talking on the back of the truck while shit. people were getting shot. Yeah, she's a fucking like a... She was the youngest member of parliament to be elected at 21 or something. Badass. 22 years old. Yeah, she was just like first standing up for Irish rights, civil yeah. rights. She's a fucking legend. And so she, she was on this podcast and they opened it up to questions at the end. And one of the people in the crowd stood up and was like, will you please run for president? You should be our president. And she looked at the girl and she goes, you've got eyes, you've got ears. You obviously have a brain. You be president. Why are you guys always waiting for someone else to yeah. do what you can do inside yourself right now? Yeah. And it was just like, fuck, this is what we're missing in yeah. our culture now because everybody's me, a selfie, me, look at Maya yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything. We're all, yeah, we're, because we, we feed into the trend. We go, well, is it, that how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, and it's all... like uh, I have this thing that needs to be expressed out into the world somehow and there's a medium for me to do it. Yeah. And the way I promote that is by fucking social media, yeah. which is the thing. Well, the thing is, you, but the, it's there. But you, she's it 100% right. But she's 100% right. Just do it. Just do it. Just and and the thing is, like, while we're sitting here waiting for other people to, to take that thing and be like, oh, well, you're better than me. You have this life experience. It's like, no, you create your life yeah. experience. Go do it. At very least, this podcast will be the longest running podcast of all time. At very least. <laughs> 
right? And it's, it, that's how it will gain its fame. At, <laughs> in its very least, what are you function, saying? The content is invaluable. If Dusty? at very at the <laughs> minuscule baseline, regardless of the content, regardless of the guests, regardless of what this turns into, if this turns into a massive fucking multi conglomerate mm. entertainment system, regardless of all of that, if you just do what she just just said and you just do it. The very least, it'll become famous for the longest running podcast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 97 years 97 old. 97 years old, still cranking him out. <laughs> oh, let's welcome. He hasn't been back in 87 years. Please welcome Darcy Rich. <laughs> You'll be dead, Darcy. Yeah, I'll be Come so on. dead. I'll be dead twice. <laughs> they would have exhumed me for criminal charges and then buried me again. Um, yeah, uh, 100%. <laughs> And, and I wish, fuck, I could wish I could eat my own words. I mm. wish I could swallow the truth, but it's so hard to fucking get them down because if I just did it and made the videos I wanted to make and fucking oh, put up the screen and just made them, at very least people would go, ah, he's working at it. Yes, but you know, see, isn't that the thing? It's, it is, and, and again, in everything, I think it always comes back to that balance. Like you have to have... A, an element of self-doubt to stop yourself from producing the fucking car video. Yeah, the that shitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you also have to have enough self-confidence to be like, nah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm but I think, this video. I, but I think we, you know, talking to you and talking to me, we already possess that self-awareness that won't let it get there. Mm, you know, mm. but uh, I do. I make mistakes every once. Oh, in a while, dude, though. when I watch old footage of myself, I'm oh, like, you God. piece of shit. I hope you die. Yeah. I want to come. Oh, so I want to get. I want to come back in time and end my own life. <laughs> I want to come back in time and make sure that I don't exist to come back in time because I killed you before you made the time machine. I want to break the time paradox because you're such an awkward piece of shit. Okay, I hate your voice. I know that this may be recorded and I'm going to hear this, but I, hey, future Dusty, this is your voice. And that future Dusty can be like, fuck, I hate listening to this piece of shit. I know, it's, but I have a theory on it. I fo- oh god, I do it all the time, and then I have a theory on it that it's like if the best thing I ever did was five years ago, I might as well be dead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm not, if I don't look back at five years ago and, and go, go, you embarrassing piece of shit, I'm yeah. obviously not trying. Oh, hard that's enough. a yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. One hundred percent true. You like. If I, yeah, if I wasn't shit back then, that means I'm not good now. Yeah. If I look back and go, fuck, I was so cool. You're yeah. like, okay, time to okay. die. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm going to swallow way. this barrel. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, that's a great way. That's actually, fun. I'm going to use it from now on and go, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if I don't look back at my old artwork, if I don't look back at my old what's name and I think it's a piece of shit, then I'm not progressing. Right. Exactly. That's great, so you dude. You've taught me right something. Good. I feel tauted. Oh, I'm good. I I'm wish I could so learn happy. the word for past tense of taught. <laughs> Tautade? I don't know. No, I think you had it when you said Tauted. taught. Oh, taught. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so third world educated. Taught. Taught, which is also toit. If something is tight, yeah. it's taught. It's very taut. Yeah. Bottle. I was taught what you said, toitly. <laughs> What time's I need to drive back? You to do. The you city. have to go. We've oh, son talking. of a bitch! I'm Jesus. gonna. I'm gonna fall asleep and die. I hope you don't, man. This will be the this last is... recording of me ever. And uh, look at all this. What's happening? Yeah, notifications. Get um, out. If you, uh, um, if this is the last record, oh, it stopped. No, it hasn't. Oh, if We're this is the good. last recording of Dusty Rich, just I wanted to tell everyone that you're all pieces of shit. And I never liked any of you. All you have to do is believe in yourself. All you have to do is believe in yourself <laughs> and remember that uh, take shrooms every now and then. Um, Dusty, we, I'm, this is going to be out on Sunday, so you're 
I'm be show is going to be in past tense, but I'm going to share yeah. the shit out of your show this whole week. Yeah. And we're going to get people to go and watch you because you're one of the best. And if you're listening to this and you did see my show, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay. And uh, and you can see you all the time, Nobby's Art. Yeah, I'll be in Nobby's next week, actually. Yeah. I think I'm in town. Yeah, um, fucking sweet. And uh, just go to DustyRich.com. Cool. I put all my special creations up there. Even cool, some man. selfies of my willy. Oh, sexy. All right. Talk to you soon, Dusty. Okay. Thank you. Hello again. That was Dusty Rich. If you'd like to see more about Dusty, go to DustyRich.com. Dusty Rich on Instagram. Dusty Rich on Facebook. You know the drill. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like the podcast and you want to contribute to it, you can do that at patreon.com. I have to shout over the fucking rubbish collector because I'm in a garage and it's a roller door. It's not important. Hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you again soon.